Hey, welcome back to the last shot, the last cast for the weekend edition of Outdoors Live on News Radio, the Mighty 790 KFGO FM 94.1, 104.7, the KFGO mobile app, and don't forget KFGO.com. As always, I want to remind you, Jeff, you can email me, outdoorslive at gmail.com. You can text outdoors to 35270. I may not get it immediately, but I will get it and I will respond. Uh, still to come on the weekend edition of Outdoors Live, we're going to get you a Central Dakota Outdoors report with Pat Stockdale. We're also going to get you a podcast. Podcast Extra with Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri. Uh, you listen to Gone Outdoors at 11 o'clock on Saturday mornings, but not everybody can listen at 11 o'clock. Not everybody can catch the podcast. So appreciate being able to bring you a podcast extra from Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri. But first, Pat Stockton is an award-winning outdoors communicator. She connects with hunters, anglers, bait shops, motels, resorts to give us a better idea of what people are finding or not finding outdoors. Pat Stockdale, take it away. Checking elsewhere around North Dakota, Devil's Lake and Lakes Kakwea in particular, anglers are generally still enjoying nice walleye success. The cool, windy weather of the past week or so might be changing things up a bit, but overall on Devil's Lake, look for fair to good walleye numbers yet. Try areas such as the Golden Highway, Pelican Lake, or Military Point using spinners during the day. The better success seems to be with night crawlers, but some anglers are also finding walleye using leeches. Just a note there, though, we're getting into the time of the year when leeches are going to be tougher to get. Try working a little deeper water depths as well, um, even though the temperatures haven't been all that warm with the cooler weather. Pipestone Reservoir appears to be producing a little better success than Jamestown Reservoir, and Lake Ashtabula anglers continue enjoying nice success for a mix of species. Try working the weed edges for panfish. Out west, it was a busy week on the east end of Lake Sakakawea with the North Dakota Governor's Cup fishing tournament, and walleye also seemed to move into deeper water, like around 25 to 30 feet. The depth where if you bring them up, you'll want to keep them. They just generally don't survive the change in pressure and will likely not handle being released. Deepwater Bay slowed, as did the Van Hook Arm. Try working a little farther south in the arm around 8-pound flats or the slides. Walleye activities picking up farther west with better success now as far west as Lund's Landing as water clarity improves. The Missouri River Tail Race continues producing some walleye from boats during the day using live bait or plastics. Try the Spillway Channel or what's called the spillway hole, where it enters into the river. Generally, most fish are eater-sized. However, there's still limited trout and catfish success from boats. You might want to try the spillway pond for catfish from shore, and the rocks at night for walleye. So appreciate being able to bring Pat Stockdale to you with our Central Dakota Outdoors report. Read her work in Dakota Country Magazine. You can find her in many other publications nationally and across the upper Midwest. Pat Stockdale, an award-winning outdoors communicator with our Central Dakota Outdoors report. Hey, now the last cast, the last shot. It's Scotty Brewer, Kyle Agri from Brewer and Agri Gone Outdoors. It's our podcast extra. We have... And he's probably going to laugh at this, but one of the guys that I consider one of the best walleye anglers in the country, and I'm pretty sure Kyle will agree with me. <laughs> Absolutely. Because he is a, he is a longtime yeah. mentor of ours, uh, both tournament mentor and fishing mentor and just darn nice guy, Mr. Dave Randash. 
Devil's Eyes Guide Service. How are you doing, Dave? Scotty, I am doing well. Doing? I really appreciate kind words, guys, but way overinflated. I, I'm very humble to hear that. I think those accolades is a result of I'm an old guy. <laughs> and I when you turn them and said, sooner or later, you got to do well. So, but yeah, the bite up on Devil's Lake right now, guys, is off the charts. I don't think I've ever seen so many nice limits of fish and numbers of keeper fish. 15s and bigger is usually our goal, and it's, it's not been a problem in all my days of guiding already this spring and summer. So, Dave, I know that there's record numbers of walleyes in the lake. One question I have for you is a lot of people go up there and they like to get meat. They, they like to get their limit of fish, whether it's a limit of 15 inches, 16 inches, whatever. They want to get that limit so that they can bring them home. There's other guys that like to go up fish tournaments or go up and catch bigger fish. And you've done both because you've done very well in some tournaments this year and you're guiding every day. So you're fishing for both. What's the difference between going out and catching 16 inches and going out looking for 24 and 25 inches? It really is. So number one, there's a lot less pressure just going out with family and friends. It's pretty low key smiles on their faces from everybody because the bite is so stellar right now. And I'm not kidding you. Literally any piece of structure that you land on and maybe throw out some flip bobbers with leeches, you're vertically jigging with half a crawler, uh, pitching cranks or plastic. That's the one thing why I really fell in love with this Devil's Lake system is when I was back doing the old tournament, one of them was called the Professional Walleye Trail. And even though I'd fished Devil's Lake prior, like 30 years ago, I mean, I just rekindled my love for the lake. There's no other body of water where you can catch so many fish, so many different ways, in so many places, in all depths of water. Literally, guys, any cubic foot of water, I mean, you can find them. So to get back to your question, when we're tournament fishing, we're targeting big fish. You know, our baits may be a bigger size. We're fishing maybe a little bit deeper or maybe even a little shallower. We're fishing brush. I've got a, <laughs> a GPS coordinate. My wife and I have fished the chamber tournament a few weeks ago. And we were in 15 foot of water on the main lake in brush so dense and so thick the average person out fun fishing wouldn't even i mean you get snagged once and you move on but we we worked it and we had a big catch and ended up fourth in the tournament but what's really cool about devils people are so wonderful up here and i don't have a problem sharing information at the fish cleaning stations or whatever hey guys how you doing how'd you get your fish and we reciprocate information and and uh, it's just real fun up there it's just a genuine hospitable atmosphere there's no uh you know like jealousy or you know this is my spot kind of thing you know one thing i can tell everybody you know having decent electronics for example i'll tell you what happened today i've got three guys from southern minnesota i fished three spots i was going to fish three spots never marked the fish in any one of them where two days ago they were loaded we kept moving and kept moving and and some of those fish were pretty tight to the bottom. And uh, I had another spot. It was kind of interesting what I'm going to tell you. I had a little Markham underwater camera with me. And I could see fish pretty tight to the bottom. And you could barely see them. And so I dropped the camera down. We saw jumbo perch. We saw walleyes just hovering around the leech. I mean, this little leech is undulating and swimming and looks so enticing. 
we call them black candy, and those fish wouldn't touch it. I was blown away. Where the next spot we stopped, we caught our limit, and I don't know, what, half hour, 45 minutes, a lot of them were 14, 15 inches. That's the biggest difference between tournament fishermen seeking big fish and guys fishing eaters. You know, the eaters are going to outnumber the big fish at least 10 to 1. So the big fish consequently are harder to find. But boy, it's sure rewarding when you land on them because, uh, you know, we really, really practice and profess catch and release as guides. And, you know, a lot of guys will say, well, nothing over 20. And, but, uh, you know, every once in a while, like I had a little kid last winter caught a seven pounder and desperately wanted a mount. And I said, absolutely. You know, it's the biggest fish he's ever caught. Yeah, it's been fun. There's those special moments and a trophy is in the eye of the beholder, right? And uh, for that kid, right. that, that that you couldn't have given him a bigger walleye in trade. He wanted the one that he <laughs> caught, I'm sure. But, hey, Dave, you, we're at that point of the season, right? We're, you know, early summer. He's kind of behind us now. We're into the mainstay of the, the summer, the warm mm-hmm. water period. Do you foresee any any transitions, any changes in where these fish are at? Or, or is it going to be just kind of just keep on rolling with what's been working? I don't see a lot of change. Usually until like September, end of September, we first start getting a couple of the frost. Then things can change. It seems like the fish will gravitate a little deeper, believe it or not. I, uh, here's an example for you guys. So guiding in the summer is a breeze here. And we, like for this morning now, we got up, it was 49 degrees. The water temp went from 72 to 69.1. And the fish acted accordingly. They were lockjawed. Usually number one presentation for cold front fishes, bobbers, and leeches. Uh, guess what? We fished two good spots, zero, zero. So we ended up pulling slow death on riprap right along the highway. And 10 feet of water, there's a real defined weed edge now. It was pretty easy. But until you get that first one, you wonder, you know, am I, am I doing another bad choice? But mm-hmm. the first pass, we had seven. The biggest was 18. Turned around, got four. And wasn't a couple, two, three more passes. We had a beautiful limit. So don't overlook the man-made structure on this lake would be a big mistake. Boy, Dave, I got to believe, you know, the, the biggest bad choice you can make is to just say they're not biting today and give up you know and that happens so many times you go out somebody say well where are you going i said i don't know i'm going to start here and then yeah. I'll go here or then I'll, i'm just going to see what i need to do but keep trying different stuff and a lot of the really good anglers like yourself i hear that so many times that you just yeah. got to keep trying different stuff till you figure out what they want on that day yeah scotty your dad on it kyle you guys know you're real veteran anglers that confidence is huge if you lose it it's hard to regain it. You know, you start thinking that I'm so intimidated by this big lake. I can't do any good. And, but you know, all it takes is maybe a neighbor in the campground, somebody friendly at the dock and can change your whole attitude and, uh, feeling that you are going to go get them. And, you know, granted we're out with family and the pontoons and things like that. It's not life or death to go get a limit of fish, but to have enough for a fish fry, I mean, what, what fabulous memories. I mean, we just finished up one out in my driveway here with my client. And uh, we just had a blast today with yep. the cool weather. First, no bugs. It was chilly, but, man, it warmed up quick and sort of the fishing. Yeah, and you're making memories for those guys every day. And I'm pretty sure you're teaching them some stuff along the way. So uh, the next time they go out on their own, they'll have a little bit more knowledge mm-hmm. in their pocket. Dave, where can people find you if they want to get a hold of you or hire you? So the name of my guide service is Devil's Eyes, E-Y-E-Z, 
So my cell phone number is 701-238-1221. Even if you're a first-time angler here, I'll try and throw you a couple bones and get you some ideas to get started. And uh, I'd be willing to help anybody. Perfect. Thanks for coming on Gone Outdoors, Dave. And as always, thanks for uh, spreading some of your knowledge. Scott, Kyle, always a pleasure. Well, there you go. The last shot, the last cast for the weekend edition of Outdoors Live. I appreciate Scotty Brewer, Kyle Agri, Pat Stockdale, the Central Coast Outdoors Report. Don't forget, podcast available at kfjoe.com, also Outdoors News, blogs uh, at kfjoe.com on the Outdoors Live blog page. You can email me, outdoorslive at gmail.com. This has been the weekend edition of Outdoors Live on News Radio, the mighty 790 KFGO, FM 94.1, 104.7, kfjo.com, the KFGO mobile app. Until next time, I'm Doug Lear reminding you, as always, keep your lines tight and your powder dry. Have a great one out there.